Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 119. So I'm seeing three counterforces to wokeism. Is that the right term? Woke? Black Lives Matter? Antifa? I feel like those are just, I don't know, multiple heads on the same hydra. People who want to tear down Western civilization. <laughs> they, they have a lot of different looks. They have a lot of different excuses. One goal. I see three counter-narratives emerging against wokeism, as far as I can tell. And, and I'm not counting the mainstream hand-ringers the mainstream so-called liberals like like Yasha Munk or or Steve Pinker i think they're i think they're the the mensheviks the mensheviks how can i put this i think anyone who signed the harper's letter is going to get eaten alive <laughs> brett weinstein is going to be the first person against the wall so three, three counterforces. And the first, I think, is QAnon. I read somewhere that the best way to know if someone will believe a conspiracy theory is to see if they already believe a conspiracy theory. QAnon feels like that. They have a hundred roads to QAnon. They have a hundred ways to recruit. There's no single theme. You can believe in pedophile rings or that, I don't know, that COVID was a crisis that the state has now turned into an opportunity to extend control or, or that the deep state made up Russiagate. Maybe you believe that Seth Rich was murdered for leaking the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. You know, something, something Bill Gates, something, something 5G. But once you believe one of these things, then I think it becomes easier to believe the next. And I see QAnon as, and maybe I'm wrong, but I see QAnon as a reaction to sort of this very ideological, strict wokeism. It's sort of fighting fire with fire. You've gone crazy? Uh, we can go crazy too. <laughs> you want to start a religion? we can start a cult. And, and, you know, just like the Black Lives Matter movement or like the woke, you know, there's just enough truth to some of these ideas that it's, it's enough to get the fire started, at least. It's enough to get the fire started. And in today's world, in our, in our echo chamber, post-truth, fake news world, where we're just online all the time, where, where every institution across the board has been revealed to be hollow or corrupt or lying or, you know, just purely propaganda, finding confirming evidence <laughs> it's a cakewalk right now. It's it's so easy. I mean, right now, just having the other side present disconfirming evidence, that itself is now confirming evidence. And all of this at a time when we're fearful, when we're increasingly subject to emotional contagion, 
were more easily swayed, that's a recipe for extreme belief. So that's QAnon. Then the second counterforce, I think, is the neo-reactionary movement, or the NRX. And this is people like Curtis Yarvin or Bronze Age Pervert on Twitter. And I feel like they're leading a movement that is explicitly anti-democratic. And again, there's no single theme to the neo-reactionaries. And I'm still trying to piece this together, but it seems like a pitch for for strength. They have a lot of references to Nietzsche, 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 and to Carlyle. It's sort of this, what's the line? Good times make weak men, weak men make bad times, bad times make strong men, strong men make good times. There's that kind of vibe, this idea that to get out of this problem, we need strong men. And for them, you know, you start to see a little bit of neo-fascism here. You see powerful, iconic leaders in militaristic uniforms. <laughs> that seems to be a theme. Steel and sun. That's a big motif. Steel and sun. Muscles and curves, let's say. In their Twitter feeds, you see a lot of pictures of beautiful people. Lots of beauty. Not just people, but nature, architecture, but also just a lot of beautiful people. <laughs> and heck, that's, that's just good advertising. And I will say that NRX, or the New Reactionaries, they're really good at memes. They're really good at memetics. The third force I see on the other side of the scale is yeah, it's nationalism, sort of. It's populism sort of, I guess those are both pejoratives these days. Call it what you want. I think it's a reaction against this neocon, neoliberal agenda, which is basically globalism. This group doesn't like that. I think they blame people like Angela Merkel and uh, I guess George Soros. Nationalism seems to be cropping up all over the place. I mean, you have Let's see, the five-star movement in Italy, you've got Bolsonaro, you've got Viktor Orban, you've got, you know, our own dear leader. <laughs> you've got, uh, let's see, people like Putin in Russia, you've got Kaczynski in Poland, you've got Modi in India. I think even the Philippines and the Scots are getting into some form of nationalism. And you start to see certain themes emerge. They tend to think immigration has gone too far, globalism has gone too far, military interventionism has gone too far, that, I don't know, the EU project is just the latest iteration of, of the German imperialist hegemony. You know, the scary thing, the scary thing, in my opinion, is how persuasive <laughs> all three of these ideas are especially right now, right? Because, you know, all bets are off. And I think a lot of people like me are scrambling to figure out what's going on. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm a liberal Jew. All three of these counter narratives are shaded with anti-Semitism, but I am still seriously listening to them just because I think the alternative 
wokeness is so god awful. <laughs> and I don't think the center can hold. I don't think the mainstream can ride this tiger for much longer. And so I think more and more people are going to have to decide which way they're going to go. And and personally, I think we have to choose anything other than woke because it is so god awful. It's it's universalist, it's collective, it's it's anti-individualist, it's totalitarian, it's utopian. <laughs> all the all the isms and ists and ians <laughs> that we know lead to mass murder and to death camps. So I think people are going to have to choose. I don't think the center can hold. Right now, apparently, a quarter of Americans, 18 to 24, have seriously considered suicide. Say that five times fast. Seriously considered suicide in the last 30 days. Now, that's a lot of desperation and despair. So things feel as unstable right now as, as I have ever known them to be. Anyways, on that cheerful note, that's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.